Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. Great to have you here with us for the COB. It is the 24th of February. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scuddy, we're back in action. We are. It's an abrupt uh, no start to the week, but uh, now here we are. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a weekday out there. Not just here, though. I think it's worthwhile mentioning, but all around the region. Hong Kong shares down by, well, at times pretty close to 3%. And the Shanghai Composite also down by, yeah, pretty much 1.5% throughout the afternoon. Yeah, so uh, some plays are underway here and uh, a lot of churn, and not only between sectors, but uh, also regions. So very interesting to see what's going on. Of course, we're seeing what's happening in the crypto uh, currency space has been quite informative as well. We've seen that uh, sell off alongside the tech sector in the United States. Uh, a lot of focus still on those bond yields. And uh, now it's interesting to see what's going on in China. There's been a lot of big gains there in Chinese markets and they've been hosed today, including the tech sector. Including the tech sector here down by 2.67% uh, overall. Now, if you take a look at some of the names that make up that cohort, uh, look, we were chatting with Ben Clark from TMS Capital. He is a believer in WiseTech's story. Going forward, uh, WiseTech was up by 1%, so outperforming many in the tech space. The buy now, pay laters. Well, Afterpay was off by 3.3%. Often those guys act like a proxy for what's going on, you know, in the U.S. big tech sector. But in terms of bringing it all back to reporting season, you can't look past HUM. HUM was down by 17% by the end of the day. Listen, we spoke with Rebecca James, HUM's group CEO. I got a letter from a viewer, which I don't mind getting constructive criticism a yeah well an email in the form of an email a high techie kind of letter um saying look you went too easy saying that the market has voted with its feet in terms of hum why do we focus on the profitability uh that uh clearly the market is the ultimate arbiter and uh not liking the result which you know was without a dividend and a warning of lower cash profits in the second half as they look to execute this this Canada and UK strategy. Yeah, the uh, the land grab is on. And uh, I just think, you know, when you've got all your uh, no, 
everyone's looking at the revenue as well, which is coming through and the turnover that's coming through. If you fail to go and live up to those really lofty uh, expectations, you're going to get thumped. And uh, that's pretty much what happened with that share price today. Uh, of course, uh, they're trying to go rebrand and, uh, and uh, still own market share in different marketplaces, but it's getting really competitive. And there's also the regulatory backdrop, which we need to go and start talking about a lot more as well in this country. Yeah, well, I mean, we did speak to Rebecca James about that as well. She's pretty confident about the level of regulation. Of course, we have that self regulatory framework coming into play pretty much now in Australia. Anyways, uh, look, you can listen to the interview yourself. It's online or will be shortly. Um, yeah, happy for feedback always. I'm not going to broadcast my email address, but you can find us, I'm sure, online. Hey, um, Appen was another one of those tech names. Uh, ben Clark again at the end of the session saying he's keeping the faith. There have been a lot of challenges thrown up by COVID, but he does believe in the longer term story for Appen. But share price hammered again, down by 12% in that tech space. Look, um, the other thing we chatted with Ben about, and again, that interview will be online shortly, was just the, the really the really interesting share price reactions that we're seeing through this reporting season. He can't remember a better one. Um, but listen to this Motley, Motley crew um, that won the day today. C-Link, Blackmores, Nine, Bega Cheese, Viva Energy, uh, Monash IVF. So all of these companies that have, you know, sort of a history, not all of them, but many, you know, real real history of, of, of needing to um, deal with, with roadblocks and with uh, strategic changes and with headwinds, um, you know, looking pretty good today. Exactly right. The uh, COVID uh, losers are COVID winners now. And uh, and also seeing the others, you mentioned there's some uh, notoriety when it comes to some of those companies and some of the things that they've gone through in the past. But uh, no, onwards and upwards in the market is voting with uh, with the, 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 the bias of a, of a mouse. But uh, it is really interesting. Um, I think one thing has to be said is that uh, the, the beats to misses ratio is one, a consequence of the analyst community being way too easy on uh, on the guy. That's that's given and the market is now looking through a lot of those results uh, i think that uh, i know there was expectation that there'll be a whole raft of uh, in impressive results based off what analysts were looking for we saw that in the united states as well so i reckon that's part of it as well and then of course all roads lead back to the bond market and yeah. that discounted cash flow uh, imp implications that you have when you have risk-free rates rising yeah, and uh, plenty of lofty expectations around those growth names. So we spoke with Hugh Marks, Nine Entertainment uh, CEO. What stood out to me is that he talked about his time at the helm and saying that, look, he's really built it into, you know, a media company, a content company, but also a data company. I think that is key when you're thinking about media going forward. You can listen to that interview. You can listen to the interview that we did with Blackmores. Also, Audinate, it is a, well, one of the most followed companies on the Osbiz platform, reported a couple of days ago, but we do have an update from the CEO accessible via the show notes. Best performer of the day, I think it was IDP Education, IEL. It was the stock of the day. Let's listen in to what our expert guests had to say today. Andrew Veitlin from DP Wealth Advisory and Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities. A number of the international markets in which they're operating now that the vaccine is being rolled out, uh, we're starting to see uh, some positive news there. Of course, in Australia and New Zealand, our borders remain closed, but you'd have to think we're probably closer to getting those open by year end. So I think, Koshi, the market sort of looking at the result going, well, it is what it is. You, you know, we knew it was going to be ordinary, but all those leading metrics around the testing etc are actually pointing us towards you know things are coming back to dare i say normal 
Uh, from a momentum point of view, it looks great. Um, so certainly from that point of view, and as a just as a well-run company, it's got a strong return on equity, etc. So I quite like it. I, I, I would be sort of buying the bounce. We expected it to be pretty ordinary and it wasn't as ordinary or as bad as, as people were expecting. So it looked like it was a bit ahead of expectations. Um, even with the Australian students, student numbers being down, it looked like they were able to increase their fees um, ah, on those students. So, right. so there's a few positives in that result, of course. Uh, there used to be a bit of a ceiling at around $26 for the share price. So right. now that it's jumped above that, it should stay above that line. If it goes under that line in the next few days, then that's where I'd, I'd draw a line in the sand. But yes, I'd be happy to buy it here if I was you know, interested in the company. Oh, Scotty's ringing the bell. It's an invisible bell, but he is. It's going in the portfolio. Yeah, it's not ringing the bell for the top. Yeah, so it's going in the portfolio. So we're all uh, all back online and we're uh, all for the uh, international students coming back in. So uh, into the portfolio it goes. Well, I think too is the fact that IDP has been able to really, you know, capitalize on, you know, the online uh, portion of the business and in particular some of that uh, that education that goes into to new Australians, not just here, but uh, English requirements for immigrants, you know, uh, around the world. So interesting story there. Bottom line, it's going in the portfolio. We had construction work done today, also payrolls. To be honest, in the mix of, was payrolls yesterday? No, it was oh, wages today. It was wages, sorry. Wages and construction work done. My point was, <laughs> was that in all the nine CEO interviews, I think that I conducted today, the economic data went over my head a bit. Get us across it, Scotty. Uh, so wages uh, were a little bit uh, stronger than expected. That was primarily a result of uh, a rebound in private sector wages uh, during the December quarter. So 1.4% year-on-year growth, still woefully bad, uh, still around about two percentage points, at least uh, below the levels that we need to go and get inflation back to the uh, midpoint of the RBA's target. Uh, a lot of the improvement reflected just basically a lot of companies reinstating previous pay levels that uh, were cut during the peak of the pandemic when they were trying to go and hold on to staff and the like. So uh, nothing to get really too excited about, uh, but uh, it was nice to see that it wasn't 1.1% annual growth, which would have been a fresh record low. Uh, look, in the CapEx, one of the CapEx numbers, the, uh, the building construction work done. Uh, we saw that uh, the engineering componentry there was down, which will feed into GDP. So that's going to be negative. And I mentioned CapEx, that's going to be out tomorrow. So it'd be very interesting to go and see what happens in that space there. Uh, we need to have businesses investing uh, productive capacity to go and help uh, with this recovery and uh, to try and keep uh, bottlenecks from forming and uh, big cost increases coming through to you, the consumer. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've been talking about getting businesses to invest for a very long time. I mean, that's not just a result of the pandemic. Hate to point it out, but, um, you know, central bank, successive central bank governors have been talking about getting businesses to if, spend. If there's ever going to be a moment, now is the time because uh, trying to convince businesses to invest for the future, uh, the biggest impediment was demand. You look at all the surveys out here. I know the NAB does a survey uh, that basically looks at that figure in their uh their monthly business survey and when they went and asked the quarterly ones well now what's the biggest impediment uh, to the company at the moment uh it's demand so demand is going to be back with a vengeance over the next couple of years so uh this is a time to go and uh, increase productive capacity to go and expand your plan to go and hire new staff uh, do new investment now is the time let's hope it happens that leads to inflation and boy uh Many in the market have got themselves really worked up about the steepening of the yield curve. 
Jay Powell is not. The Fed seems firmly of the view that uh, any rise in short-term inflation will be transitory. I mean, he said as much last night, not concerned about asset bubbles. So, Scotty, your take on the bond yield, because what it means is that we are seeing that economic growth that inspires that business investment. Yeah, I still think it's transitory as well. You look at the uh, the amount of slack that's in the U.S. economy in Australia and other developed uh, markets around the world. But uh, there is uncertainty. We know there's bottlenecks and we know that there's certainly inflation in some parts of the trade exposed uh, sectors. Uh, I know there's big uh, you know, price pressures when it comes to uh, containerized freight rates and, uh, and other things on those lines. We know in the, uh, the quantity space, it's really hot. Um, and we're going to see a lot of money coming back into service. A lot of demand is going to come through and we know that households are going to be cashed up. And services is the biggest component in CPIs around the world. And so we start seeing a lot of uh, no people looking to spend and a lot of companies looking to go and take advantage of that and uh, keeping prices high. We're going to have quite a big inflationary spike. And so uh, you put that, Jay Powell talking about 6% uh, growth in the US economy. You put that with no an improving labor market, lots of money on the sideline at 1.9 trillion stimmy package. Stimmy. Uh, the move in this bond market ain't over yet. And uh, I suspect it's got some upside to come. And uh, it was interesting. I was looking at some uh, research that came through from uh, Nomura's quant team about uh, when equity markets in the United States get a little bit wobbly uh, when risk-free rates go and creep up. And surprisingly enough, I know the equity risk premium uh, when over 10 year uh, treasury notes gets to around 1.75% or below, uh, the wobbles really kick in. And they found that that's been almost you know, time and again since the GFC. That's where we are right now. And so if you put in that, we've got to see earnings pick up or if bond yields continue to rise, then equity markets are going to be pressured. Parts of the equity market more than others. All right, so tonight's uh, session will be instructive. We will hear again from Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, the chair of the US Federal Reserve. Um, I'll actually be speaking with Richard Clarida, who is the vice president of the U.S. Federal Reserve tomorrow morning. Um, I'll try. Try my best. Try my best to get something new out of him. Bit of taper action. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's... Uh, well, no. No, 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 no. Let's not uh, create headlines before they happen. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to tomorrow when we have another, another long day of reports coming out. Thick and Furious will be the morning once again. Great CEOs coming up to give you the inside scoop on what's happening at a company level. Will they spend? Are they looking to invest? Will they hire? All relevant questions to ask these yeah. people. And we've got uh, the added bonus now of having private sector education and health uh, in there. So for the first time in the survey's history, there has been experimental uh, versions yeah. released. So no one knows what to expect. It's going to be... Uh, yeah, uh, I heard that economists are, you know, they're just dreading this in some ways because all their old Excel spreadsheets are useless. It'll be a little bit of a cluster, let's be honest. It's, <laughs> a, we're not gonna, it's going to be difficult just to go and have something straight off the bat, but we'll know which componentry will feed directly into GDP. So Glad it's are, not me at 11.30. Plant, plant and uh, equipment machinery. That will feed directly into the uh, to the national accounts, uh, and then it's all about the forward-looking statement. So, as usual, uh, we know that the uh, mining sector is going to be pretty buoyant when it comes to investment. It's all about the non non mining. So, I think it's uh, the ABS described as uh, as other industries. I think we're an other industry here at uh, at Ausbiz. Yeah. Uh, so, what uh, what the plans are for that part, which is by far the largest part of the economy and the largest employer in Australia. Don't you have some place to be? We so, should uh, wrap it up. Yeah. So if I can't talk tomorrow, well, more so than usual, you can blame my <laughs> dentist. <laughs>
All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch up with you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Ciao.